Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable and questioning everything, saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Hello, super expanders. Ah, You guys are in for such a treat because I have the, the most magical person sitting here right in front of me on my Zoom screen, and I can't wait to share her with you. Her name is Miss Daisy Quinn Mack, and I actually, it's funny, as I go to introduce you, I'm like, does she go by the whole thing, or does she just go by Daisy Mack? I'm not really, really sure, but you know, you, you say, we, we know each other, but it's so funny when you like see someone's name um, like on social media or in emails, and a lot of times you see the full name, and, and it just gets ingrained to you like to say the whole full full name. So I'd love for you just to take a minute and tell everyone really what you do and who you are. And then we can kind of share a little bit of how we met and that kind of story. Um, Well, let's start with the name. So I am Daisy Quinn by birth, Daisy Mack by marriage. And um, despite being married for many years now, we're coming into year eight, I have resisted taking the name. And it's all been about the fact that I'm like, well, everybody knows me in my career, which is so important to me as Daisy Quinn. And I just refused to change my name in the mix of all of that. I was really lucky. I got a bit of success in my 20s in the music industry and created a lot of identity around the job, the glamorous job. And what I found to be my glamorous name. So my poor husband has been on, <laughs> on the back foot where I semi took his name. And now I can't decide. So I think it's Daisy Mac. But there has been a bit of Daisy Quinn Mac filtering through. And let me also say that everybody loves a brand these days. And everybody wants you to commit to one thing. I'm taking all the possibilities. Daisy Quinn Mac, Daisy Mac, Daisy Quinn still lasting on one so- bit of social media, and uh, I'm I'm gonna hold on to all of them for 2022. Just uh, buy me a spiritual mixtape instead. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I I love that. Well, first of all, Quinn is such a beautiful name. I mean, I'm gonna just offer a little bit of my unsolicited thought process here. I mean, we are in 2022. Why could that hybrid format name not be both your husband's and yours? Why could Quinn Mac not be um, a thing. Oh, I know. I wish that he would Aaron Taylor Johnson it and keep Quinn in there. But he's, he's, he's definitely a macho man from Essex. You'll see him on my socials as well. He's, he's not changing his name. Oh, okay. He's chill about me keeping mine. So okay. So happy 
that is our <laughs> happy place. I'm very, very lucky to have that. <laughs> um, so career-wise, how did we get here? So Corey and I, we met on a hypnobreathwork certification. It's totally my jam, the breathwork. But let me also tell you that in 2018, I didn't know how to breathe at all. And I remember uh, I used to also like to pay a lot of money for my wellness <laughs> in my life. And I used to think that paying through the nose for things meant that I was being healthy, even if my lifestyle wasn't. So I was in the height of my music career, VP at a big music conglomerate and paying for wellness rather than actually being well because that is what I had time for and that's what I thought I should do and I remember this yoga teacher looking at me just being like you, you, you can't breathe like as a moment of just being like do you realize that you can't breathe right now that you don't know how to breathe and I was just like what the f is this woman saying what does she know and um, was very personally offended by what her correct observation. I couldn't breathe. And right after that sentence, she said, I think you should quit your job. And wow. I just didn't take it in. It took me a following year to actually leave the music industry. And I really had a, quite a long grieving process over that year of like, can I, do, can I leave this thing? What am I doing? But also, as I've started to write a book, which will come out later this year, uh, I'm starting to realise that there was a lot of stuff that I just wasn't seeing. Um, and as I coach my clients through similar problems that I was going through, I've started to see all of the ways in which the universe was actually pointing me off in this new direction. And all of the pain I experienced was actually my own resistance of like not leaving. I don't actually think I've answered your question. It's okay. We're, this is what we're like on the journey. You are, you're answering it. What I love though, is you're just literally breaking down what the, the process is of an awakening of the journey of, of healing. So you were like in the process of it because even in that place and space, when you were kind of like throwing money at it, there was this integral part of you that knew it was something that you needed. And I, Wow, when you think about how amazing it was that that teacher saw that, had the guts to share her intuitive thoughts with you. And while it may not have landed right away, A, we're talking about right now. So it 100% went in, you heard it, you just were resisting it. But it, it made a difference and an impact for you hugely because I feel like there had to have been some processing that started to happen and this like little voice in the back of your head going like, wait, should I quit my job? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I feel like I probably threw out a lot, like I need to quit this job. I think I, I think, um, I think that I came into the music industry I actually came in from the fashion industry. I was all about a glamorous job. I don't know how many of the American listeners will relate. Actually, there's two there's two big 90s TV cultural points that I could give you that I hate to admit it, I based my career choices on. One is Samantha from Sex and the City. <laughs> Why? Okay, sh 
She had a pretty fun ride, so I mean, <laughs> if I was going to model my life. <laughs> it felt like a good idea at the time. It's one of those, like, it's like that Instagram caption of, feels cute, might delete later, <laughs> where I was following Samantha Jones in Sex and the City, but I was also following Eddie from Absolutely Fabulous, who was, um, it, it, uh, that's a British comedy show, but it was very in tune with what was going on in the 90s in the UK, where um, we had Cool Britannia, and there were just gorgeous like women in PR married to rock stars. And this felt like a place that I should be in the middle of. And anyway, I entered the fashion industry. I was super lucky I got to work on brands like Harry Winston right from the onset. My life was very different. It was pre the 2008 crash. So life was like money. Like yeah. I hate to keep talking about it, but it does make the world go round. Of course. And um, there was lots of money. I got to go to Paris six times in my first year of working. So I was up to my eyes in student loans but I was traveling like an A-lister through Paris and going to couture shows but uh, through through a piece of trauma that we won't get into but that lots of women have experienced I ended up wanting to change my whole life at like 23 because I was kind of running away from a traumatic event I wasn't ready to deal with and I decided to run into the music industry and talk oh to you. <laughs> I'm also beginning to understand how a lot of my like decisions are like slightly nuts. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, I was really lucky. I there was still a bit of money in the in like the fashion industry, and actually a client gave me a little pool of money. To book some DJs and I found this amazing unsigned act reached out to his management asked to book him and they sweetly said that was a lot of money and we're not going to take it from you but would you like to come in and meet us anyway I went in desperate to change my life really um, and they offered me a job within the agency that act later became huge he's called Calvin Harris Oh my, oh, just, just Calvin Harris. <laughs> I, know. I, I know that it's one of those things actually where even if you're running away from like something you're not ready to deal with, if you do stay aligned with your true essence, you'll find your path. What I think is amazing is the piece of integrity that you just shared that you were trying to give them money. And they said no. I mean, how often inside of the music industry do you feel that that is the story? You know, I'm so glad that you've said it like that because I felt real like sadness when I told the story because wouldn't it have been cooler if they said yes and I got to like party with them? That was how this all happened. They said no. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that you see it like that. You know, we're still... Um, I'm still friends with the management team. I saw them recently. Uh, the person who actually ended up giving me his job, Calvin's agent, I'd just been on holiday with in Mexico as a family friend. Um, so a lot of doors opened from, from really a bit of trauma that I was running away from. And the reason I'm saying that to you is because um, I don't hide any of this and I definitely talk to my clients about it. But the reason... I then switched again 10, well, 12 years later, 
left the big job was because I, I burnt out. And in the midst of burning out in this role that I was in, my dad was super ill with cancer and maintaining that busy, busy lifestyle, being constantly available, which is what I built my career on. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I feel like my music industry um, career was really bookended with trauma each side. But those tough lessons, those low moments, those awakenings really led me to this path. And now I get to talk to people like you for my job, which is so awesome. (laughs) How lucky am I? Um, So, yeah, so... I'm basically here because I followed where I felt I needed to be healed. Even if that first bit of trauma that led me into the music industry felt a bit like running away, um, I think my heart just wasn't ready to heal in a way that that looked like dealing with something right on the surface. For me, I had to create a bit of validation outside of myself, create a bit of self-esteem in order to move through that and eventually deal with it further down the line. I mean, I think that's such a beautiful story. And I think the big piece of that, and something I think that we, like as a community, when we were going through our breathwork training together, realized that our traumas or our obstacles truly are, are, they become part of your, after the healing process, gets to be a part of your identity that is, it's like your gift, your talent. That's what you get to bring to your clients and how you help them can share your compassion and, and all of the things. So, of course, it's awful that any of us have to experience struggle or traumas, but no one ever reached greatness. You never hear someone at the top or experiencing massive greatness without these these stories that and these things that come along, the struggles, the, the pain, the traumas, all of it. I completely, um, I completely agree. It's those, I always, I do listen to this with other coaches as well. And I always feel quite warm and fuzzy when you, because you can hear the difference from someone who's really been broken wide open and the compassion and the empathy and the place that they meet you at versus someone who has had a life where they have, they're yet to have that moment and maybe they won't have it um, at all and I actually quite like being cuddled by the people that haven't you know that have that beautiful innocence whereas I you know I guess the ultimate is that you can have the innocence and you can have experienced the trauma and you can bring both to the plate for your life your friends and for your clients if you're in the coaching space Um, but there is like a I can now hear Oh my god! I hate to bring up Harry Potter, but this is a perfect way. <laughs> I love this. This is so funny. Harry Potter's been coming up a lot, and I love it. So I mean, Harry Potter, bring it on! <laughs> well, you know, it's like I think it's at the beginning of um, the fifth book. I was like mildly too old to have really read these books, like by a few years, but I've read them all and obviously watched the films. But there's like that beautiful scene at the beginning where they're going into Hogwarts, and only Harry and Luna and a few others can see the really ugly horse creatures that are pulling the carriages and they get told that you can only see them when you've experienced basically like grief death like when you've experienced well oh yes I remember this I do I remember this it's like if you've seen death or like firsthand then you can see 
these creatures and you can understand how you're being pulled along. And um, I actually think that that is a perfect illustration (laughs) of what I'm trying to say, which is you have a depth of understanding of how the world works that you just don't have when you haven't had your heart broken. Oh my gosh, I love that that analogy because I feel like it it does actually perfectly explain explain it. It becomes like this additional layer of the universe that is consistently happening around you. And until you've experienced it, it, you're just kind of oblivious to it, which kind of equates to that statement of like ignorance is is bliss, that it's not that all those things that that you aren't occurring around you, you just don't like notice them. You're not aware of them. They're not, there's no context. And so with context becomes this understanding and compassion that you're able to bring forth to the people that you, you interact with, your relationships, your coaching practice, all the things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you called it, um, you know, you wish that nobody could go through, you know, it's not really a great thing to go through the trauma that lots of people have. And that's kind of what, yeah, that's the kind of idea of like heartbreak. And, you know, it's like all the, all the, all the love songs when you're a teenager as well, that you don't understand until you've had that like first heartbreak. And then everything on the radio sounds like it was written especially for you. Not that anybody has radio anymore, like on the playlist. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just prior to that, you're bopping along innocently to the beat. Like this is like a great song. And then all of a sudden you're sobbing the next day hysterically because now you get it. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so funny. Have you joined the free mentorship community yet? If not, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Inside this mentorship community, I send out juicy nuggets of inspiration, guidance, wisdom, wealth activations every single week, straight to your cell phone. Not only that, I literally answer these text messages. So if you ask a question, it's me answering. So stop what you're doing and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Once you're inside, say hello. Tell me your favorite takeaway from today's episode. So along the journey, I'd imagine there have been some some super expanders for you. So tell me a little bit about like who, who those people have been for you. If there's one in particular or you want to share more than one, definitely. You know what, there's definitely been a few. And as I write this book, um, there are people I had, you know, I'm not in contact with anymore um, because that's life, you know, that you have these friends. And I actually, a great story to tell you is as we started the hypnobreath work, not even the certification, but just as Francesca had started to come into, she's the creator of hypnobreath work, started to come into the Pitch Club Collective, which is uh, Rebecca Caffrey's 
um, collective of women, which I'm part of. She recommended a book called, um, oh my God, now I can't remember it. Something to do with subconscious mind. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, was it um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by... Um, no, that's that's Joe, no? Joe, Dis- Joe Dispenza. This yeah, is yeah. an older one. And usually everything's on my, like everything's around me on my desk, but because we've been on holiday, I cleaned up. <laughs> so there was, but the point is, there was a book that she said that you should buy. So I bought it on Amazon. It arrives and I'm reading it and I'm like, this is familiar. And a few days later, I go to put it on the bookshelf and find a copy of it that I've literally carried around the world with me since I was 24 and a friend had gifted it to me and inside is like a sub like a it's not a subscription is it? whatever when you when you write a nice note when you oh, oh see it put it your friend had put a note and there was like a little note card yeah with a date and everything just being like you know hope you hope you enjoy reading this I think you'll really like it something like that and I was just like wow this like this is another one of these signposts in life yeah and what's really incredible about this particular friend who sadly I'm not in touch with anymore but he had also gifted me Louise Hay you can heal your life when I was 24 as well which was a very big game changer I didn't really grow up in a house where my dad had you can who moved my cheese and that was it <laughs> like that he had that one book <laughs> we really a family where there was much um self-development there wasn't books like that like lying around the house and also it was the 90s it wasn't a thing like the 80s and 90s whatever nobody cared (laughs) or like people cared about weight watchers and stuff but they didn't necessarily care about the self-development of the mind so he gave me those two books and I was like this is amazing he also gave me another book called you can feel um feel the fear feel the fear but do it anyway so all of these amazing books that he had like invested in my self-development. So I would say that Ryan, who wherever you are in the world, I'm sure he's doing amazing things. Thank you for those books. They were definitely expanders for me. And, you know, another person I'm going to throw into the mix as an expander is a guy called Guy on the Doubt. He was one of my bosses um, with my first job in the music industry. So this was Calvin Harris's agency. and there were two bosses Simon who I'm still very good friends with you're an expander too he's going to be really happy to hear that but what he's going to be surprised about is I'm going to say that Guy Onadel who was a DJ and my boss um he gave me Eckhart Tolle's um A New Earth and inscribed inscribed that's the word inscribed in the front is like 2009 like you'll read this when the time is right love Guy And I didn't read it until 2019. So this is 10 years. And again, I carried this book from London to LA, brought it with me when we moved and just never, never read it until I left the music industry. And there is a beautiful paragraph or like, you know, short, succinct chapter towards the end about being light beacons and the whole idea that you don't need to be front and center that you can just hold frequency by being a light like that's all you need to do you actually don't need to do anything else but be yourself and be this light and I remember reading that and reading the inscription and just being like oh wow this is like 
time and space doesn't exist and this was gifted to me and right like for me to read this at this very very moment like this real special moment and I couldn't have been a more challenging employee to this man I think I drove him up the wall yet there was such kindness in him to still gift me this book and see that somewhere down the line this was going to be really useful to me (laughs) so he's an expander for me oh my gosh I'm sure he saw whether you think he, he you drove him nuts or not I'm sure he saw just he saw the light in you he saw your passion your potential all of the things the love just like the amazing human that you are so he gave it to you just that I highly doubt that he <laughs> he really you're seeing a lot of work has gone into this person that sits in front of you trust me when I'm in my masculine energy and that old job um I was ruthless and ambitious I wouldn't say to anyone's particular detriment but I was ruthless and ambitious to get what I wanted and needed for myself and my clients there wasn't much stopping me and I there you're sitting with someone now who's far softer um and I wouldn't say necessarily kinder because I think I've always been kind and I'm definitely ruthless in my pursuit for my clients wellness like those things haven't changed but they definitely sit in a more neutral space rather than sitting in the masculine and the headstrong. So poor old guy, he definitely had um, a challenge managing me, flexing his management muscles for sure. (laughs) He enjoyed the challenge, I'm certain of it. (laughs) But I love love those stories about how those books, and that's such, wow. I mean, and the fact that they would come around at the most perfect time, the divine time they they came through for you. There was almost like foreshadowing or like, you know, they obviously knew that somehow on their intuition that this these were gonna come at a time and thrust you forth into your your next endeavor, your next journey. For sure. I mean like, you know, I, I I feel really lucky that I actually am sitting here with you now and I'm like, which expander do I pick next? Because I'm so lucky to have had um plenty yeah. uh, well we're gonna have to save those for like a whole other podcast because you know we're gonna do this again for sure <laughs> i'd love for you to tell everyone a little bit about spiritual mixtape it's uh, first of all the name is maybe the coolest name ever so that there's just that but <laughs> tell us about it tell us all the things about it so look, spiritual mixtape for me is is the is the thing that I was looking for. Is my antidote to modern living. I feel like our lives keep us really locked in the masculine. And while I wouldn't say spiritual mixtape is the answer to living more more in your feminine, I would say it is the opportunity to find your neutral ground and to meet yourself in a place that is kinder to your development than the 
place that you would perhaps take yourself to if there wasn't a safety net, there wasn't another option. So really, I found that when I was working in this high-pressure, fast-paced society, or not even society, fast-paced career, I was fine until real life, you know, my father got sick. I could actually handle my psoriasis, which is which has been and can be really bad. And like the pain from the psoriatic arthritis when I was working could be awful and I'd have to medicate and, um, you know, not work out, like do all these things that made me, that were like the antidotes usually weren't available when I was feeling um, my body was really inflamed. But I actually found that if I was just dealing with my own illnesses, my own things, I could keep going in my job. But when real life caught up with me in terms of my dad being sick and that whole situation feeling out of my control, there was no way I could keep up with the job anymore. So really what Spiritual Mixtape was born out of was looking for answers to live my life more holistically and with real care about my health and my future, like my health is wealth, as they all say. So Spiritual Mixtape really is coaching. It's helping people align with what's really inside of them as opposed to what they feel they should be doing. And I coach one-on-one. Maybe this year with the book will come group classes, but I really get a lot out of being one-on-one with people. That definitely comes from my career in the music industry and really living in my co-workers as well as my artists' lives. I like digging deep into what's going on and finding the root cause and then setting new habits, new practices in place so that whatever has been bothering you in the past is no longer an issue, creating a bit of freedom, creating a bit of space. So that's what spiritual mixtape is. Um, I've definitely surprised myself with how woo-woo I can actually get. Um, And I do truly believe that finding your breath helps you find yourself. I do also believe that finding your intuition and finding your connection with something bigger really creates healing as well as new positive paths for you to go down. Um, All things that I didn't really appreciate prior to this journey. I thought that if you could have a goal and you could be ruthless in your pursuit of this goal and single-minded and single-focused, that you would be able to get it and at the end of that would be happiness. Whereas I don't believe that anymore. I believe that being open to what the universe has to tell you and living in that surrender is actually where the real serendipity, the real magic happens. Um, And I guess maybe I would have said five years ago that I believed that, but I didn't actually live it. I didn't allow for it. Um, I still believe that if I steered the ship hard enough, strong enough, then everything would be okay, which I guess is a form of anxiety um, taking hold of your life. So spiritual mixtape is anti-anxiety.
um, and helps you steer your ship in a way that you know you're not trying to change the weather you're just keeping keeping things afloat yeah so you're like you're you're uh Harry Potter reference. It's like spiritual mixtape is like opening up that other layer of the universe. So so now you'll actually get to see like the, the unicorns and the magic and <laughs> that happens out there. <laughs> Bring it on. Woo 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 woo. All the time. 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Jokes aside though, I it's um it's an amazing thing that you're creating experience that you're creating for people sharing your journey and then also guiding them on theirs to connect with that intuition and and surrender because it I mean I personally believe that when you connect to your intuition it's our direct dial-up with that source power and when you finally start to listen to that which we've all been so trained to turn the volume down so low it becomes almost unrecognizable that that's when the magic happens and you can't really you can't really tell what that magic is in terms of like what's coming for you until you've already experienced it so it's like you it's like connecting the dots you can't connect the dots until they've already happened right you have to look backwards to connect the dots and so when we connect with our intuition and all of the things that come with that it's just a sequence of events that leads to this beautiful life and beautiful existence so many opportunities so many new relationships and just a greater sense of just joy and happiness like that's really what this life is about I'm a hundred percent with you I love the way that you talk about connecting the dots as a like a forwards backwards like motion where you can't do it until you've experienced them you can't connect something that hasn't that you haven't embodied yet so right we all want the map right yeah. we want the map with the exact steps we're supposed to take to get to the exact thing that's not just that's not how it works so until you can step into that trust and just start taking the steps and know that it's going to turn into this like super cool picture Otherwise, we just stay stuck and rooted in a lot of discomfort and resistance. It's not for us to to know what the sequence of events, how they are supposed to play out. That's that I love that because it's like one of the things that I recently am like, oh, like I really get it. I always hear that when there's when people are talking about manifestation, that it's like you're you're it's not for you to know the how or like the universe is it's it's that or something better and it is totally true when you start leaning into these like intuitive action steps and just listening to them rather than questioning them you get to a point you're like dang that was not what I had planned but I freaking really love this (laughs) (laughs) I mean that is like that's the whole idea of surrender though isn't it just like allowing it, surrender is such a funny word because I think it has like biblical references for people or it has like yes. uncomfortable connotations for some people. Absolutely. It is that idea of just sitting back and being like, oh, okay, I know what I want, but how I get there is up to the universe. Yes. I need to be chill about whatever. If something else comes in, be chill about it and just start to appreciate what's there in front of you. I know we have cars that are getting ready to start driving us around. Why can't we live our lives um, that way, right? <laughs> My car does this already. I'm new to driving because I 
lived in London for so long. And my car now does this weird thing where it like jilts the steering wheel. And I'm like, what are you, what, like, stop. (laughs) But I guess I have to be (laughs) aware to the fact that it's really nice that someone is uh, not for driving badly, just giving me a nudge, keeping me in the right lane as I (laughs) start to, which is definitely a daisy problem. Don't we all like, oh, what's going on in that lane? Stay oh my in goodness. Your lane. <laughs> Metaphors for life, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. So here's a question for you. We're we're starting out this year, we're at the very, very beginning. And I would love to know how would you like to feel at the end of 2022? So there's a lot, you know, it's a year that kicks off. Um, there's so much talk about goals and accomplishments. And because we're surrendering, right, and we're just allowing the, the greatness to come our way, I feel like focusing on how we actually want to feel is a pretty impactful way to create the exponential things we want to create in this world. So how would you like to feel? You know, um, I'm going to go with the word masterful because I just can't help but be in my masculine energy when someone asks me a word like like ask me a question like that and I just go go over um to the right hand side but I would say that it's it's masterful because not that long ago so you know just a few years ago I started this new path and I love it and I want to stay in it I don't want to go back to corporate entertainment industry so I would like to feel masterful I would like to feel like I've got this coaching and this breath work down to a T so that I am able to create for myself and for others positive transformation and the way to do that is to be masterful in what I do to take it on and get right up in the crevices and know my work and know my mission um, and be all in all of the detail. So I'm going to go with, I would like to be masterful at the end of this year. I, I just got chills with that. And it's funny because I actually think that there's a lot of femininity in energy in being masterful too, because if there's creativity within in that there is passion in mastering something so it must feel like i want to even challenge you to to find your feminine and this is coming from someone who lives (laughs) and is like doing the dance constantly having to like put myself back into like some sort of feminine flow and not be like i'm gonna be i'm gonna beat this thing i'm gonna master this thing (laughs) like we're talking about i'm gonna crush it (laughs) so we'll have to continue this conversation of how masterful actually can be a, a feminine feminine energy as well (laughs) i'm in coach me through it please Corey. (laughs) yeah yeah well i think i'll be like coaching our each other through it how about that (laughs) i'm also in okay yeah let's just make it a thing okay so one last question as we tie this this fun little conversation up in a bow if you were to give yourself your younger self 
any bit of advice, what would it be if you could go back and, and tell her? Um, great question. And I definitely have flip-flopped between what I would like to say and something that's just popped into my head um, is this. And I really wish I could go back in time and say this to myself. May all the bridges you burn light your true path. And obviously that's an older saying where people say, may all the bridges you burn light your path. But I wanted to make the little addition of light your true path. Because I think we, as women, worry a lot. And men too, but definitely um, women in the workplace, like just me and my education as well, really worried about maintaining certain relationships for career purposes and, you know, having to stay neutral or not really even saying what you needed to say. Or withholding until you just got really angry and then you blow up or whatever. Like not everyone's like that, but I tend to hold, hold back, hold back, hold back, and then everything pops out when at situations that maybe didn't call for it. Twin <laughs> uh, flames. I think we're twin flames. <laughs> so you relate. You get me. <laughs> but I would like to say to that younger self: May all the bridges you burn light your true path. Like. Don't be scared to burn things down that don't feel right. There's also a way of doing it that doesn't need to cause you pain or the other person pain. But don't hold, don't put energy into places that aren't going to support where your true path actually lies. Like, let them burn, let them light your way. You won't regret it as you proceed down the path but you're only holding yourself back from walking that path if you don't let these things go. Oh, so good. I feel like I'm going to write that on a sticky note and put it on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'm going to. You're, I'm going to be sending you pictures uh, of my bathroom mirror with a sticky note on. Do I leave myself notes like that. Those. I don't know. Do you, do you ever do that? <laughs> I do do that. I haven't done it in this particular house. But I do do it, and I was thinking this morning I should start again. So, oh, see, there we go. D divine, divine timing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, for all of the amazing listeners, how can they find you? Well, I hang out a lot on my Instagram. Um, so, just the usual Instagram spiritual mixtape, all one word. I'm there, my website um, as well www.spiritualmixtape.com <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so good. It is. Isn't it so funny? Yeah. And never fear that all of this information will be in the show notes. For Check the show notes. Check the show notes. <laughs> yeah, find me, on, find me on the Instagram, talking to fun people like you. Um, sadly, not enough on my TikTok. Please encourage me to do more TikToks. And yeah, that's, uh, that's where you'll find me. Amazing. So grateful for you for making the time to have this amazing, fun conversation. We will have to, we'll have to like revisit this. Like we'll have to have a, a second edition on the Super Expander, check in on how masterful is going um, <laughs> and, and, and have another conversation about Super Expanders because it's just too much fun.
Oh, I'm right with you. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely way to spend a Friday. Ah, love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.